The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. Today is going to be a great show, especially for a dear friend of mine, Yoshiko Dart. You know why? Because Yoshiko is all about young people living with disabilities. She's all about seeing that next generation lead on. And that is exactly the guest we have on the show today. She is Miss Wheelchair America, Youth Coordinator for the Family to Family Grant, Parent Education and Advocacy Leadership Center, and in addition to all of that, she was Miss Wheelchair 2012. Welcome to the show, Josie Badger. Thank you, Joyce, so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, and it's so great to be talking to you and everyone out there about really one of my passions is uh, youth leadership and disability. Oh, I know. You can hear that passion in your voice, Josie. Mm -hmm. Well, Josie, how about if you start by telling our listeners a little bit about you? Absolutely, Joyce. Um, so, as she said, my name is Josie Badger, and um, I grew up actually in a small town in Western Pennsylvania, very close to where Ms. Joyce Bender grew up as well. Must be a good area. Um, and so, I grew up with my disability, um, and for many, many years, I didn't really accept. My disability is a part of me. Um, I have a physical neuromuscular disability um, in addition to some anxiety um, disorders as well. Um, and so it took many years, 19 years, in fact, for me to start embracing my disability and realizing that it wasn't a curse. Um, I wasn't broken, but in fact, I was blessed through my disability. Um, and that occurred through being involved in youth leadership and disability leadership development. Um, and so since that time, I've, yeah, I graduated valedictorian in my high school, which was wonderful. Um, I went on to Geneva College and graduated summa cum laude in disability law and advocacy. Um, I then went on and got my master's in rehabilitation counseling from the University of Pittsburgh. And now I am hopefully in my final two semesters of getting my doctorate in healthcare ethics. Wow. Hey, I want to go back on something a moment, Josie, only because for those of you listening, Remember, we grew up in the same extremely, extremely, extremely small town. As a matter of fact, you know, we're all headquartered here in Pittsburgh, PA. But to go from there 
to Pittsburgh would be like going to Los Angeles. I mean, <laughs> people from that area, they barely got out to uh, Newcastle, PA, right. going all the way to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which, as I said, that's where I live now, and that's where I'm headquartered. But being that I came from that area, Josie, I cannot totally get what it was like growing up with a disability because I wouldn't call that area like the most progressive. No, no. Um, I think that, you know, I a lot of people really wonder about where I grew up, um, especially that it wasn't, as you said, the most um, progressive area, the most accessible area. Um, and in addition to that, um, as Joyce may know, Geneva College, when I first went there, um, the accessibility there was not top-notch. Um, but you quickly realize that for many events and activities, it's not about the physical structure. It's about the people. It's about whether individuals are willing to make it accessible for you. Um, and so one of the stories I often tell is, you know, growing up, we have a large farm, um, and my parents very much understood the importance of having regular childhood experiences. Um, and so for me, having a ventilator and a wheelchair, um, I was very dependent on the support of others to, to help me get through my day. Um, and so I really wanted independence, and obviously that was something difficult to establish. And so my parents, um, thinking outside the box, realized, hey, we're going to get her camper, and we're going to rewire it for her ventilator. And once I was inside the camper, it was fully accessible to me. I could go and you know, use my ventilator and use the supports already existing in there to get around. And so I think that's just a good example of how it takes people, it takes thinking outside the box to make things accessible. It's not always the obvious answer. Right. It's not always is right. Um, well, you definitely did it. And just so you know, they're working on more accessibility at Geneva. Right so now. exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm on the advancement board. So as you might guess, that's a big deal with me. I'm but, sure um, okay. yeah, I knew that you had almost completed your work uh, for your Ph.D. in healthcare ethics at Duquesne University and currently starting your dissertation. I wanted to know what do you want to do afterwards? What do you want to do after you have your doctorate? Uh, there, I have so many dreams and plans, and we'll see um, where they all come together. Um, so I really, I believe that all of my life experiences, um, opportunities are going to lead me to some amazing career and vocation. Um, but, you know, I focused on healthcare ethics, um, but my heart has always been in supporting young adults with um, disabilities and their transition into adulthood, successful transition. Um, so, you know, throughout the state, throughout the country, um, transition has become more recognized as an important issue for young adults with disabilities. Um, however, I feel 
personally, that healthcare transition is not at the top focal point for many of these agencies and young adults. However, a poor transition in healthcare can negatively impact um, an entire an individual's entire life, including careers. Um, and so, for me, with I focus on transition and the ethical importance and obligation of doctors to support youth in that transition. Um, I'm hoping to go into some more policy development, um, but continue my work no matter what with empowering the young adults who are ultimately the center of this transition. Right. Oh, yes, and there's so much to do, isn't there? <laughs> it never ends. You were mentioning about your childhood, Josie. Do you feel that if parents make an effort to have their child doing what other children do as much as possible, that is, do you feel that's a defining factor in independence? Yes, I think that I think there's a few key components to this. Um, I definitely believe that young adults should be as involved in mainstream regular education activities as possible. I was involved in 4-H, which is an agricultural group um, for rural youth. Um, I was in student council, but I never truly felt like I fit in. I learned a lot, and I would never trade those experiences, but it also took me being involved with disability communities um, and young adult disability groups to really find my voice and realize that I was not and should not always be the um, center of charity, but that I, too, could give back to the community. Um, so I encourage parents, youth, young adults, professionals to make sure that all young adults are exposed to um, all opportunities, especially revolving around their interests, but then at least have the chance to meet other young adults who they may relate to in their disabilities. Yes, right, right. Well, I hope all of you young people are listening today that listen to this show because Josie is that example of independent. She is that example of not letting anything stop her. She is that example of keeping your muchness. That's what you have to do. I know many of you struggle with many issues in life that we'll be talking about a little bit later, but here's a role model. Here's someone to look up to, Miss Josie Badger. Right now, we're going to get ready to go to break, but if you did just join us, we're talking to Josie Badger, who, by the way, is Miss Wheelchair America 2012 now getting her Ph.D. working to help young adults with disabilities transitioning. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Josie.
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. How do you know if you're living with an addict? If you think you know all the recognizable signs, you probably don't. If you're listening to and reading from the so-called experts, you probably don't. You need to hear from a parent, just like yourself, who has been there and can tell you what it's like firsthand. Please listen to Afflicted by Addiction with Bradley DeHaven. Our program is heard every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It just might save your life or the life of someone you love. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com. And today, our guest is Josie Badger, who to me is a civil rights leader for youth in America. And Josie, um, while we were on break, something you mentioned to me that I think is important to talk about. And it's funny when you mentioned this, which is being having the belief that you can be independent and go to a college or a university. Oh, I can think of so many people that think they cannot. I think of people where the parents have told them they cannot. I can think of one where the parent went and got an apartment at the university. So this would be a good thing for you to talk about, Josie. Why don't you give your perspective on on this? Sure. Thank you, Joyce. Um, so I really wanted to discuss this idea of independence because I think in America 
um, we've really twisted what independence is. And we don't understand that it's not the cowboy riding out into the sunset by himself on his horse. Independence means self-determination and guiding your own life. Um, and for me, as I mentioned earlier, I have quite a significant disability, um, you know, completely um, using a wheelchair and a ventilator full-time, so I don't breathe on my own. Um, and for a lot of parents and a lot of young adults, the idea of someone with these health conditions living on their own, it seems foreign. Um, and, you know, when I was growing up, I really didn't think about how I was going to do this. I just knew someday I was going to live on my own. Um, and so it took time. It took support. Um, I started out by deciding to go to a fairly local college. It's about 20 minutes on my home so that I lived there. But if there was a problem, my family wasn't too far from me, and I can, could, could continue to see my regular doctors. Um, during that time, I also signed up to get waivers to help cover my personal care attendance and my nursing. Um, and slowly, as time has gone on, I've been able to um, move on to adult physicians, move to Pittsburgh, um, have my own apartment, and be able to manage not only my life, my career, but my medical care as well. But that doesn't mean that I've done this alone. It's taken a team to make me independent. So I encourage all of you to think outside the box, talk to professionals, don't accept no as the final answer, um, and don't let those dreams be taken away because someone has told you that you can't do it because you can't, and you have to defy the odds. Well, Josie, how, what what would you suggest for people, for example, <clears throat> that are having a hard time getting the personal attendant? That is a, a constant battle, um, but my best my best experiences have been um, for me. I've always lived within twenty minutes of a college, um, so it's been extremely helpful for me to contact either disability services at a college or professors, maybe in nursing or special education, um, and try to locate some, you know, young adults who are wanting a part-time job who really need the experiences, and I've learned so much from them, but they learned also from me. Um, and so it was not a one-way street of them giving, but we developed relationships. And, you know, ultimately, I hope that I taught them how to work with individuals with disabilities in the future. Right. Because they also need uh, some help in that area. So that, that's good. But with what Josie said, don't give up, never give up, reach out, reach out to the disability community. The best place you can go is to the disability community, such as Josie, to get ideas and help and direction of where you should go. But don't mm -hmm. just accept no. Don't do that. Well, Josie, how about 
If you tell our listeners about your role as the youth coordinator for the Parent Education and Advocacy Leadership Center for the Family to Family Grant, which I know is assisting youth in transition and leadership development. Yes. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to work for various organizations on youth development. Um, I really believe that the importance of the youth voice and the issues of transition are becoming more um, noticeable and people are becoming aware of these issues. And so I've gotten a wonderful opportunity to work with the Skill Center, the Parent Education Advocacy Leadership Center. Um, and I was able, have been able to host training throughout Pennsylvania on youth development. Um, we call we call them leadership development institutes. So we would take about three days of our weekend and talk about. We'd first start with the idea of awareness, knowing about yourself, talking about yourself. Um, then we would move into disability awareness. So just in general, what is disability history? Um, such as Justin Dart, who's definitely a hero of mine. Um, and then we would start talking about their stories. How does disability impact their lives? And hoping and helping them, helping them to realize that their story matters. That they are not the only individual who has dealt with stigma, um, discrimination, bullying, or just the various barriers of getting support. Um, and how those stories can then, if they're told, make a difference for other young adults, for families, for baby professionals, for um, legislators. So making those stories real and helping them be told was ultimately the goal of my work with Peel, and then, and then helping those stories get to the right places. Um, so we were one of the major um, outcomes of the work I did with them was talking to the Department of Health in Pennsylvania and having these young adults share their stories, both there and online, so that no longer were their stories that could make a difference hidden, but they were out there making a difference on their own. And hearing those stories and seeing the faces is what made the the issues for young adults come to life and really make a difference. I bet that did a lot for you also, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, you know, it takes hundreds of hours to put these farms together. However, I would, like, my work is such a blessing and I'm so grateful for the stories I hear that can empower young adults and teach me every day why I'm doing this. And how do you feel when you see a change in someone's life? I have to look back at my life. And, you know, I call it my God moment, where all of a sudden a light came on. And I realized that I was not a mistake, that I had a purpose. And my disability wasn't just a gene mutation, but there was something much larger than that, and that my disability could help others. Um, and so 
I think that having individuals, especially young adults, having that aha moment, that God moment, where for the first time they may realize that they're not a mistake, that they have a purpose, um, is so amazing. And I believe that everyone, no matter their disability, location, race, et cetera, that everyone has a purpose. Um, and so if we were all able to find and pursue our callings and our purpose, I think our, our world would be a much better place. Boy, I'll say amen to that, Josie. And with that, we've got to go to break, but we're coming back. We've been talking to Josie Badger, who is the Youth Coordinator for the Family to Family Grant Parent Education and Advocacy Leadership Center that we just spoke about. But right now, we're going to go to break. Then we'll be right back with Josie. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We're coming back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat Jr., President and CEO of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Many people are seeking to make a difference in the world, but few actually have the tools to do so. Every week, host Mary Beth Lodge and her guests will have you thinking forward and will give you the tips to keep your life, goals, priorities, and choices on track. The result is an easier, happier, and more inspired life. The name of the program is What Matters. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What really matters is the positive changes that you'll bring to your life and the world just by listening. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
views, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Josie Badger today. And before I go into my next question with her, um, I just want to tell you, any youth listening to the show, this is someone that could be a role model for you. This is someone who says, don't give up. This is someone who says, you're not a mistake. This is someone we all feel is a treasurer to the disability community. And Josie, I want you to tell everyone about your work with UPMC, creating the Children's Hospital Advisory Network for Guidance and Empowerment. Absolutely, Joyce. So this this group um, that we finally call Change um, is really my my baby right now. Um, Change is a youth-led, youth-driven organization that helps to promote the successful adult outcomes through supporting healthcare transition um, for young adults who face any type of barrier in their transition. So there are a lot of young adults with disabilities, but we are not limited to young adults with disabilities. Um, so we have young know, adults who maybe recently moved here from the U.S. or to the U.S. Um, we have individuals from inner city or rural areas, um, sometimes where transportation and safety can be issues. Um, so this group really helps to develop those relationships of what we call near peers. So peers um, and the other young adults who are not much older to themselves, um, who have navigated the systems of transition and can talk about what worked, what didn't work. Um, so every month at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, we have socials, which are they're both a social event for young adults to meet each other, talk, um, but they're also educational. Um, we call them the MTV approach, um, where we have a wonderful time, but we sneak in the messages. So we talk about um, healthcare. We talk about advocacy and knowing yourself. Um, we talk about how to spend money correctly, which is definitely something I need help with. Um, and so this is an amazing group where Gandalf can not only come and participate, but slowly and eventually be able to work up and become more involved with determining what activities we're doing um, and maybe different topics they want to discuss. But with change, we realize that young adults are not the only individuals involved in transition. So we have additionally to this group the change families, which are going on simultaneously to the youth socials, where they 
talk about parallel topics, as we do, but they're able to discuss the concerns from the parent perspective. And what we hope is that when they go home, maybe on the car ride home, um, the youth and the parent can talk about what they learned, what they talked about, and hopefully bring up some key elements of concerns or decisions that need to be made. Um, we also have an adult ally component where professionals in medicine and healthcare, um, like home healthcare and education, um, come together and talk about these issues from a professional level and talk to the youth and families directly to figure out how do we approach this from um, a state or a local level. And what has been the response from this, Josie? Well, I think that every time we meet, I see a change in the young adults that we're working with. Um, some of the kids are getting more involved in their communities. They're having a voice on boards. They're getting jobs. They're getting into schools. And the families are starting to not only prepare for their child's adulthood, but they're doing it together. It's not us versus them. It's a collaborative approach. Um, and that's ultimately what I look for, is that no one is feeling alone in this, that we can hear each other's goals and concerns and work together to address them. Well, I think that's awesome what you're doing. And anyone that is involved, I would encourage them to tell others about this because this is a great project. Well, Josie, you know I have a national initiative I've been working on for years that is so very important to me, and that is bullying because mm -hmm. young people with disabilities are bullied more than any other group in America, and it's just, it's just deplorable. Unfortunately, I have lost some of those young people to suicide, mm -hmm. which we call bully side. And I know many of them are listening to the show today, so may, maybe you could talk about this a little bit and what advice you have for them. Sure. Um, yeah, bullying is such an epidemic in our country, meaning it's everywhere. And I think at one point or another, most individuals have been bullied. Um, and in fact, for myself, it wasn't that I was ever tormented directly, but I was so afraid of it that I didn't develop a lot of relationships when I was younger in fear of being bullied. So I was very quiet. I stood away from everyone else, ate by myself. Um, and so I think that even just the fear of bullying can compromise our, our enjoyment of life our opportunities. Um, I will encourage you that it does get easier. It really does. It will happen. You know, even petty older individuals sometimes bully too, but it does get easier. Um, and for me, it was about finding those young adults who understood how I was feeling, maybe had disabilities, maybe didn't, but really sticking by them, talking talking about what I've been bullied about, um, 
people made fun of me. Talking to the guidance counselor, um, who I found very, very helpful, um, just trying to get the word out there. I know it is really, really scary to talk about it, and I'll tell you, I was scared too, but unless you do something about it yourself, nothing will change. Um, Stay strong and remember that you have a voice and that your voice, even in that moment, can change their hearts. But down the road, hopefully your experiences will help others get through similar experiences. Yes. And it is terrible. But you have to speak up. You have to speak up. You know, Josie, as you know, we have a Bender Lead On team uh, on Facebook, uh, of course, with the quote, Lead On from the great Justin Dart. And it is for young people with disabilities anywhere to come on and talk about when they're being bullied. And we have a Bender Lead On team, an actual team. Mm-hmm. And, and and here is the whole point. There are other people like you across America who want to help. Yes. Just reach out. Just reach out because we will help. Right, Josie? Absolutely. And I don't know. What is your opinion? This is a question asked to me all the time by either teachers or parents or anyone in the business world, why do people do this? Why do you think they so go to such limits to bully people? Oh, you know, I really believe, Joyce, that we all in our hearts want to be loved and accepted. We want to be a part of a group. Um, And I think to some extent this isn't always true, but I think the individuals try to make this me versus them. And so in that, they feel like they're part of a stronger group, Um, even though that's not true. I think that they themselves just want to be accepted into whatever group they want to be in. Um, And in, in doing that, end up hurting a lot of people in the meanwhile. And I don't believe that a lot of individuals may even know how much what they're doing or saying is hurting people. Um, but I think that that's where bullying, education, disability awareness, all of that plays such a huge role in hopefully preventing bullying altogether. Yeah, I hope so too. But remember, you have a voice. Keep your muchness. You're beautiful, and you don't have to worry about what other people say. Okay, well, Josie, you were Miss Wheelchair America. I was. What what was Uh, that like for you? Tell our listeners all about it. So Miss Wheelchair America is very different than any beauty fashion that you've probably seen on TV. it is not the toddlers and tiaras. Um, it's not even like Miss America. It is about genuinely seeing the real beauty of these women. Um, and I like to say real beauty um, because I think that there is more beauty behind an outward appearance than, than there is on an outward appearance. Um, and so 
when people ask, is this a beauty competition? I said, yes. However, I think that beauty is way more than skin deep or, you know, what size clothes you fit in. It's about finding the inner beauty. Um, and so I competed against 33 women across the country who had been um, selected through a pageant process in their own state. Um, so just similar setup to Ms. America. Um, obviously, I was Ms. Pennsylvania. Um, and so they all came together in Michigan that year to for a week-long pageant. Um, the pageant had various interviews. We had speeches. We had um, a lot of fun. In the meanwhile, we got to meet some of the most amazing women that I think are in America, um, all in one place at one time. I mean, these women had stories. Once again, I think the beauty of individuals can be seen in their stories and their survival and their um, opportunities. Um, so then I never believed that I would win it. Um, and so the final night that I was there, um, it was down to and one other girl, and I was ready to turn and hug the other girl, and my name was called, and I was shocked. Um, literally, in the pictures, you can tell that I'm, like, not sure what to do. Um, but it was so amazing. It was hard to believe. And even now, it is hard to believe that I was given such an honor. Um, so with that, um, being Ms. Wheelchair America, I got to travel all over the United States talking about um, redefining beauty and talk about youth empowerment. And so it wasn't just me talking about world peace, but it was really me giving the power to talk about what I believe, that all young adults have a voice and that they have the ability to change the world. And so I did not... Um, give more credit to Ms. Wheelchair America for giving disability to so many women across the country. Um, some of the very, very cool things that I got to do was travel to Switzerland to talk about disability. Um, I traveled to Alaska, which was amazing. Um, but just seeing people from around the country and meeting those young adults who really not want a role model, want someone to look up to. And hopefully I can be that person for them. Oh, that is so awesome. That is just awesome. Well, congratulations to you. You know, we need to realize beauty starts from within and comes from within. Although I must say you are very beautiful, Josie. Oh, so, you, you. so you win both ways. You get the oh, double thank win. You, well, um one thing I wanted to ask you about, and this also happens to me frequently, I have different young people from AAPD or different groups or high schools that will call me and say, oh, we want to be involved in disability youth leadership. So if mm -hmm. they do, Josie, what's your advice for them? Um, well, there's various groups, and many states have some wonderful organizations 
um, at a national level, the National Youth Leadership Network um, is fantastic. That's where I got started. Um, CASA, Kids as Self-Advocates, wonderful as well. Um, then in each state, most states have youth leadership forums, YLFs. Um, now, Pennsylvania doesn't, but Pennsylvania has many other opportunities. Um, but in addition to that, many disability-specific groups do have young adult leadership groups that um, I was not always directly involved with, but I would encourage you that many of them are great to, you know, look up or Google your disability organization and see what they offer. There might be some really wonderful programs. Um, but then also in Pennsylvania, where I'm a little more biased, there's a Pennsylvania Youth Leadership Network. And then as I also talked about, Change, which is at Children's Hospital Pittsburgh. Um, and we would love to have you a part of that. You know what, Jody? I'm going to ask you to email me those groups yeah. so that we can put something out about that. Would that be okay Absolutely. with you? Okay. okay. Well, Josie, now look, you've already accomplished so much. I mean, academically, Miss Wheelchair, at this young age, you've probably done more than three-fourths of the people in the United States. But if you had to choose one thing that you are the proudest of, what would it be? Making a difference in one person's life. It wasn't the applause. It wasn't the awards. When I talk about why I do what I do, it's about making a difference in one person's life, um, and that's more rewarding than any um, nomination or money that could be given to me. Oh, you are just—you are—you are a great person, Josie. You, I am proud to know you, and I'm proud to have you represent youth in the United States. Thank you. Um, you know, when you were talking about that, I know we've all seen this picture, but it's so true. You can throw one little pebble, one teeny tiny pebble into a pond, and what happens? You see all the waves that that little pond creates going out from it. Well, that's what it's like when you help one person. Because that one person is going to end up so many people it's going to impact. Right. So I so agree with you. Well, Josie, first of all, it's just been absolutely a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank it you. always is a pleasure to have you around, period. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking with you and everyone out there, and I will make sure that the information is made available about these organizations. Um, but once again, uh, the Children's Hospital Group, our next event is November 8th, and we're talking exactly about leadership. So anyone in the area, we would love to have you. Oh, well, I'm sure that we'd love to be there. Um, and also, uh, the other question I want to ask you, uh, Josie, is... Before we go, if you had a message to leave with all of our listeners, what would it be? Be the change. Just like Andy said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Don't expect it to happen on, on its own 
or that someone else will do for you. Be the change. Be the change. And with that, we end every show with a quote from a great leader in America. And today, that quote is from Congressman Tony Coelho, author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, who said, when you get a chance to be at the podium, speak up. Speak up. You have a voice. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.